Hello and welcome to another Bollocks episode of Talking Bollocks. This is Bollocks, me, Bollocks Howard. Yes, it's Talking Bollocks. We're back. Well, I say we. That's a bit egotistical, isn't it? I am back. That's right, folks. Um, It is time for more Bollocks of the Talking. It is Talking Bollocks. So, I am your host, Howard H. Smith. I host the official Motorhead podcast, The Motorcars. I host this here podcast. I sing in the UK thrash band, Acid Rain. Um, do stand-up, um, quiz master, all sorts of bits and pieces. Anyway, can't be asked with talking about myself. So, you're here. Thank you. Please subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Sign up to Patreon. If you haven't, it's patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. There's a link in the description of the podcast. So why don't you go there? Okay, that's it. That's everything. Now, um, what's been going on? Well... I was having a little bit of a think, and I wanted to talk to you about this. Uh, Basically, over the last few months, I would say probably since the turn of the year, bearing in mind that May is, you know, isn't over yet. So we're less than halfway through the year, but um, I've been really, not struggling, but there's been no music that has been really inspiring me. Um, And and I don't know if you get this, but sometimes you just... You're searching around and there's there's nothing really pushing your buttons and you go back to old stuff, you know, classics. And you go, yeah, the, you know, this is cool, but I'm looking for something new. But there's nothing around. And I, I don't know, just definitely a lack of enthusiasm for music started um, developing as, as you know, strange as that may seem, but it's true. Um, and then just recently, a few albums have started... Um, the recovery process. Um, so that's Deficiency, Warenta, which is just fucking brilliant. If you like thrash, if you like prog, if you like... Even if you like a bit of fucking gent now and again. I mean, it's... Honestly, Deficiency, Warenta is truly inspiring me at the moment. A great album. I have to say, the album that did all of this, that started this, though, was the new Ramstein album, Niet. I know, amazing. Um, heard the first, saw the first, I didn't like the last album. First single, saw the video, yeah, whatever. Uh, I was in Harrogate, where I'm from. I was actually in my childhood bedroom, in my childhood bed. It's not the same anymore, obviously. It's been decorated. I haven't been there for 25 years, but I'm just trying to set the scene, okay? So I wake up and I'm just pissing about on my phone and there's a new Ramstein video out. So I watch it. And it's for angst. And I watched it. And by the end of the video, I was welling up. It totally moved me. And, you know, it was early in the morning. You know, the emotions are still all over the place. So, um, and I just thought, right, I've got to get the album then. And I then went into Harrogate, where I used to live as a kid, where I started the band, where I discovered thrash metal. I went into Harrogate. I went into a record shop and I bought a CD of a new album the day after it came out. And I haven't done that, I reckon, for about 26 years. Not in Harrogate, anyway. Which made, which gave that album even more of a, um, uh, I don't know, a, a meaning to me. It was even, it was, it was even more special. Um, and it's really been kicking my ass. Uh, and I'm just, I've bought a ticket to see Ramstein. I'm going on my own to Cardiff Principality uh, Stadium. So that'll be nice if you see me. Give me a wave. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm all in. That's basically what I'm saying. I'm all fucking in. And the Primus, the new Primus EP, brilliant. I think it's the best thing they've done for years and years and years. Thank you very much, old head Stephen Ivy, for that one. Also, there's two albums that aren't out yet that I have. And I just want to say... For any creator or or decapitated fans out there, it's all good. It is all good. <coughs> so there we go. I, I'm just I just wanted to kind of talk music with you, you know. Um, just been going through a really uh, yeah, like I said, a, a really weird patchy time, and to discover. Uh, music that has completely reinvigorated my um, uh, my outlook is is awesome and it's just really pleasing as well. And Dream Widow as well that the the Dave the Dave Grohl thing, 
That's great. Mammal have got a new song out called Crime Scene. Go check that out. Um, you know, it, it's it's all happening in the world of music and metal. And Kirk Hammett has even got a not shit solo album out. That's about as much as I can say for that. Uh, solo albums, yes. One man's collective jism. Sorry, vision. Hey, <laughs> anyway. Um, one man's um, one man's artistic vision. That's you know, or jism. Anyway, it's enough about jism. Let's get straight on to the news. Less time for news, but there is a still a few little bits and pieces. So here we go. Um, first up, I mean, major, major, major news, um, and obviously this is about um, Trevor from uh, the Black Dahlia murder, who unfortunately passed away. Um, I haven't seen... I haven't seen anybody um, talking about what happened, to be honest with you. So, you know, I I really can't say. Um, But there was a huge outpouring online of, and, and, you know, from from bands and members. I mean, obviously, from fans. But, um, yeah, lots and lots of bands who clearly... Um, you know, they toured with over the year, were absolutely gutted about it. And taking too young, another frontman. It's the frontman, honestly. You're gonna tune. You're gonna tune in. You're gonna tune in to this one week, and it won't be me. It'll be someone else. And do you know what? You won't like it because they won't say cunt at all. Now that you see that, that was that's essentially that is that is really the prop. That is. That is the English way to say it. To say it, to make it really mean the most, to re- is to is to say it nicely, but clip it. So you, sir, you are a cunt. Just like that, yeah. Cunt. Try it. Try it along with me. Cunt. Now louder and out loud, preferably somewhere really busy. <laughs> Um, anyway, sorry, I've, I've gone all stupid and all the rest of it. And, and that really wasn't appropriate. So Trev, Black Dahlia murder, a great loss. I, I didn't know him. I hadn't met him, but, but, um, clearly a loss, a big loss. Next up. Well, new soil work album. Oh, is there a new soil work album? There bloody is. Yes. And it's called Overgiven Hetton. I apologise for the frankly um, casually racist accent there, but but let's do it again anyway. Um, Overgiven Hetton. Um, If you think that I'm offending you or your particular country of accent, please tell me what country you're in so I know which country's accent I'm doing because I ain't got a fucking clue. Anyway, soil work are back. They're not just the band that Megadeth's new drummer um, used to play for. Great band. Um, And in fact, one of the very, very early um, episodes of Talking Bollocks, go back through the the archives, was uh, Bjorn Strid, who was um, a great interview. Top man. And um, yeah, check the album out. Uh, Opening singles out. Incredible video. Urge you to check that out. Um, and I might even stick a link in the description for you. There you go. Um, next up, Ian Hill. K.K. Downing will definitely attend Judas Priest's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Well, firstly, <laughs> fucking absolutely, totally earned. Um, loved it. Great they got in. That's fantastic. And do you know what? I'm pleased for KK as well. I really am. Because maybe after he plays with them, he can shut them. Oh, of course. I was going to say, shut up. Of course he won't. Of course he won't. He'll be like, right, let's get back together and do loads of stuff. Now, that doesn't usually work when you've had a bad falling out. And I'll use an example. And that is Live Earth. Remember Live Earth? Yes. Um, for, the, for the planet, the big gig. Well, um... Pink Floyd got the original lineup together. Well, not the original lineup, obviously. Sid Barrett's dead, but they got the remaining members together to play together. And 
during one of the songs, Roger Waters was, you know, there's just a musical bit going on and he was saying how amazing it was for them to be back together and playing and putting loads of stuff aside after all these years, how wonderful it was. And who knows, we may do this again someday. And you just looked across at, um, oh, fucking hell, typical name has just disappeared out of my head. Um, right, hang on a sec. I could only think of Nick Mason, but of course it is David Gilmore. So he looked across at David Gilmore and the look on his face said, frankly, as soon as we get to the end of this song and get off this stage, I never want to fucking see you ever again. <laughs> and that's pretty much what happened. Um, uh, so so maybe we'll get that with KK. Maybe, maybe you know, it'll it'll make him an even more of a fanboy going, I, I, I couldn't understand why they didn't ring me and ask me to come back in the band. Well, maybe they can tell you. Next up, this is, I, I saw this and I just thought, that is really cool. And it's really not cool. And I'm going to be really uncool, but fuck coolness. What's cool anyway? Veteran Japanese metalers Loudness will release their new studio album Sunburst on July the 29th outside Japan via Ear Music. Now, the reason I mention it is a 40 year, 40 year career. Yeah, I'm just unbelievable. I mean, let's do it. Let's let's just read this. Sunburst is the first official double studio album. Uh oh. In Loudness' impressive career, yeah, making it particularly special as it's considered a celebration of the band's rich musical history. Yeah, fucking double albums, man. Funnily enough, Soil Work, that I mentioned earlier, are one of the few bands to ever pull off uh, a, a, a good uh, double album. Anyway, the 16 songs represent the classic Loudness style, highly acclaimed by fans and critics alike. God, this is... Yeah, shut up. Record company written or what? Written mostly by original member and guitarist Akira Takasaki, which is possibly the best name for any guitarist, nay metal guitarist, nay musician, nay human. Akira Takasaki. I mean, if that doesn't sound made up, I mean, I presume it's his real name. Um, by the way, he's also a fucking incredible guitarist. You tell you honestly, seriously, you speak to anyone in thrash bands, in metal bands from back in the day, right? And you just say Akira Takasaki and the guitarist in that band will turn around and go, fucking amazing, man. Fucking amazing, dude. Shredder, incredible lead player and a songwriter. Anywho, their album's coming out. Go get it. And if you don't like them, fucking go get it anyway. <laughs> uh, next up, Soulfly's new album. It's all about the new albums here. You can tell them my, 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 I have rediscovered my joy of music. I didn't lose it, but you know what I mean. Um, Soulfly's new album closes with a 10-minute song called Spirit Animal. It's a riff fest, says Max. I, I mean, I'm always wary about dropping stuff like that before an album comes out, you know, or there's the... But comes out? Before an album comes out? Fucking hell. Sort your life out, Howard. I mean, there's there's no excuse for getting that wrong, is there? Apart from just being a bit shit. Um, now, I'm, I, I mean, there's there's a huge there's a huge press release that goes along with. Well, actually, it's not a press release, but there's a huge um, uh, interview that goes along with Max, and um, there's there's all sorts on it. But all I'm going to say is that um, new album comes out, and it's got a ten minute fucking riff fest on it. So I mean, we're all getting that definitely. Next up. Um, Walking Dead star Norman Reedus. Um, so he's the oh God, I, I don't even know what is I don't even know what his is. Um, right, hang on, I've got to find out what his character is. I mean, I'm sure you know who who I mean when I say him because he's from Walking Dead and he's the bloke who's into metal and he's he's mates with um, Scott Ian as well. But I can't. Yeah. Anyway. Right, that guy from Walking Dead, he's got a motorhead tattoo. Fucking hell. Nice one, Howard. <laughs> Following that, My Chemical Romance released first new song since 2014. The Foundations of Decray. Decay. De what the fuck? Decray? That, I mean, that isn't even a fucking word. Right. I'm, I'm concentrating. I promise. Um, so yeah, they've got a new single out. I haven't listened to it. Um, should we all go and listen to My Chemical Romance? I can't, I've got nothing to offer you on that. 
Now, I've saved the best till last, because for me, this is the fucking best. The iconic mockumentary, This Is Spinal Tap, is getting a sequel. Rob Reiner will return to direct an original stars and writers. Christopher Guest, Michael McKean and Harry Shearer will reprise their roles as Nigel Tufnell, David St. Hubbins and Derek Smalls, respectively. The news of the Spinal Tap sequel comes after the Cannes Film Festival announced the original film will screen on the beach as part of the Cinema du Plage sideboard on Wednesday, May the 18th. That's great, isn't it? We'll all pile down there, shall we? Um, well, you're not going to... It'll be after May the 18th when you've heard this, but if it was before, I would suggest we all fucking... We'll fucking pile down Cannes, yeah? Fucking Cannes in France, yeah? Fucking pile down Ken in France. Get there on a Wednesday. Get down the cinema do la pledge, yeah? And fucking have it. Because it's fucking spinal fucking tapping it, you cunt. Right, okay, that's enough of that, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> as my, my, my inner Geordie is coming out. Um... Oh, Led Zepp. There's a band that I never really liked that are massive. And I, I'm, by the way, I, I, you may know I do a few quizzes here and there. Fun fact. Biggest selling band in the world. The Beatles. Second biggest selling band in the world throughout history. Led Zeppelin. Now, um, anyone claiming newer bands or, oh, you heard this band... What you have to remember is, back in the day, they just sold records. You couldn't get the music any other way. They've also been around for, like, since the dawn of time, 40, 50 years. So, over that time, you sell a shit ton of records. More than the fucking Backstreet Boys. Or Take That. Or some dumb fuck, pile of shit, pop, creative, fucking wank. Not even music. Just a fucking melody and a beat to get fucking suckers buying shit anyway bit of a tangent right we're now coming up it is the interview time and it's the interview with steve ramsey of satan now we'll get to talking about the band name but um and thank you very much satan for popping in there that's okay so um don't do it again i won't don't anyway um steve Great interview, really fun. We uh, obviously Mark, our uh, Acid Rain's drummer, is um, uh, is from the same area. They know each other. That comes up, um, and we have we just have a right old chat about music and all sorts um, about Skyclad because of course Steve was a guitarist in Skyclad for years. He formed Skyclad with um, Martin Walker. So there's there's clearly a, lo- a lot to get through and a lot to ask. And one faithful. Um, patron, Paul Hutchings, um, asked some uh, very insightful, nay, brilliant questions. Um, and I threw those on as well. Now, if you want to ask questions of people you've always wanted to ask questions of, then sign up to patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. But what you're going to hear now, what you're going to hear now is Steve and I, there's literally, I chopped about two or three minutes off the front of this interview because it's the two of us trying to get everything working. But you will get just the end of Steve and I figuring everything out. Yeah, yeah, no, I've got it. Sort of. You got me. Yeah, brilliant. Right, I, I, to be honest with you, mate, honestly, it's like <laughs> it's like you know a squirrel, a squirrel with a tennis ball, isn't it? You know, two 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 old blokes try and figure out how to speak to each other. Oh, if you have this on my laptop, or on my laptop, the audio is just busy. Oh, say that again. On my laptop, my audio is totally gone on Skype, and I just can't find out how to get it back on. Oh, no. Everything else will on Skype, no audio at all. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so, well, how come you can hear me, then? It's my phone. Ah, right, okay, so you've had, to, you've had to give up on the laptop altogether? Yeah, I just can't, can't work it out. I've used it for years to do Skype on, and now I can't, the audio went, and now I can't get it to go back on. Right, it's pro, yeah, if you've been using it for years and you haven't changed your computer, it, 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 it may yeah. well be that they've just, that it's not supported anymore. Just had enough, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> typical. Typical. Anyway, um, how are you? I, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of weird because I, I was sure, I was sure that we'd met or we knew each other. And I, I think our paths have crossed, but... It, uh, you know, it seems it seems kind of odd that we're only getting a chance to sort of chat now. Yeah, maybe we have. I mean, there's a long time gone, gone by. <laughs> true, true, true. Um, but I mean, you guys, you guys kind of really um, proceed. The I mean, well, right, straight out. Do you consider yourself a thrash band? No, definitely not a thrash band. Right. Okay. Um, cause I, as a little thrasher, I had, um, I had the first album, which, um, I absolutely loved. And that really sort of helped form my kind of early listening. Um, mm. and I was only down the road in Yorkshire and it was amazing to think that there was people like, you know, other than Venom making great noise coming out of the Northeast. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but it was kind of weird because it was, it was a time where, you know, you were saying Nawabum and Thrash took off and Nawabum kind of got a little bit left behind. You never seem mm-hmm. to have got, you never seem to have got the, the credit that you deserve. That was, that's my feeling. Yeah. How do, how do you I, feel? I think, I think we were, we weren't really uh, Nawabum either. Right. I think we were just like, uh, I think we helped maybe start Thrash, create a lot of Thrash, but, we didn't go that way, and we, we sort of went a little bit that way on uh, one of the prior albums. But um, I wouldn't say any of the Satan music was thrash. Mm, yeah. So so is it is it kind of like a sort of, did you kind of, is it, are you victims of falling between the two then? You know, not new album, <laughs> not thrash. So kind of what are you? Yeah, I, I mean, someone described us as melodic speed metal. And I think that's nearer, nearer, you know. Yeah, no, it's I, definitely. Yeah, speed metal. I would call it speed metal. I'd, I'd, I'd agree. I'd agree with that. You're certainly not power metal. There's no, there's not enough. There's not enough songs about you know battles in ancient times and skinning of bears and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, definitely, definitely not. Um, and you've, um, I mean. You, yeah, you put loads. You do like a night. You do like a lineup change. Uh, sorry, not a lineup change. You do like a name change back in the day, didn't you? Yeah, that was a nightmare. Yeah, so, we sort of regret calling ourselves Satan because we thought that was holding us back. Especially when all um, black metal and death metal became popular. Yeah, and we we weren't anything to do with that, but we were instantly lumped in with it, which that didn't help. So that meant we were. Not new wave of British heavy metal, not bash, not death metal. <laughs> you, were, you know what I mean? Yeah, you could. Just the, the name didn't help us try and fit in either. So yeah, you could, you could fill it, fill a book with the amount of genres you're not in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think our influences are so diverse from the seventies that um, we were doing our own thing, really. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I think progress. Metal, maybe it's progressive metal. Yeah, maybe. Maybe by the end, maybe by the end of this interview, we'll 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 actually have like you know, yeah, we'll 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 have probably we'll have probably invented a completely new genre, and there's only one band in it, and it's you lot. (laughs) (laughs) Every every chance, man. Every chance. So, uh, well, let's let's leap through. Let's leap forward to why we're talking. Um, mm. the the new album. Um, you, I mean, you signed a. It's your second with Metal Blade, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First on Blue Magic, and yeah. um, I mean, great label to you know. I've had um, I've had many a chat with Brian, and unfortunately, they've never resulted in him saying, "Hey, why don't we sign you?" Um, but um, you know, they're a great label, and it seems to me that whenever anyone signs to Metal Blade, they pretty much stay on Metal Blade. Yeah, they like it. Yeah, you get trapped well. So he's been at it long enough to know how to look after the band. So. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, as well, is you know he's he's a big he's a big music fan himself. Um, and I I just think that he's dealt with bands over the years for so long now. Like you said, he just knows how to treat people. Mm, yeah, and, and definitely, and get the right staff in as well because everybody that you deal with is sound. Yeah. 
yeah. of course. And, and they're, they're, they've got offices um, in Europe and the UK and the States. And, and it's much easier to deal with people where, where, where they're located in the area they're dealing with them. And it's just, it's easy. Yeah. 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 Well, everything makes a difference when it comes to the label, doesn't it? Everything makes a difference. Yeah. The strange thing is as well that um, Courtney Act was actually based on Metal Blade in the States the first time around. Oh, really? Yeah. And let me and let me guess. Let me guess they Brian, let me uh, guess they only released it because they thought it was a thrash album. <laughs> <laughs> They've got there's a statement from Brian somewhere saying that um, the Satan album was one of his best sellers at the time. Oh wow, that's awesome! I hope. Well, I hope you. Yeah. Saw, I hope you saw some money at the time as well. No, no, definitely not. We were tour by road, and I wasn't doing any business. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah, someone had a nice holiday. Yeah, the usual. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but the, um, I mean, you know, you're up to date. You've got a new album out, and um, I'm really interested to because um, you, you've you've kind of you've nailed that. That old school sound. I mean, you've clearly you've not gone down the route of Pro Tools and click tracks and, mm-hmm. yeah. and plugins and everything. So, give me an idea as to how you manage. I mean, did you literally just plug in the amps and record this like you would have done in the old days? The were basically the whole album this time as well was even mixed there in a demo, demo studio. It's like a demo studio, so there isn't the equipment there to do that. You know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> So it basically was, yeah, plug in, play, record. It mixed itself because it's the same sounds that we recorded. And then we just, mixing was just basically the levels and a couple of effects, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very much back to basics. Like, like we made the first album, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, when you know what you're looking for, um, and you know what your sound is, like you said, mixing really should just be levels, shouldn't it? You know, the it old... should. I mean, yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't have to change the sound of anything, and it should sound like when you record it. <laughs> I don't understand all this uh, triggers and all that, and the drums and different snares and trying out. You know, everyone uses metallic snare drum and all this stuff. It's like crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, and I know what you mean. I mean, when we did. When we did our album back in 2019, we kind of went, we kind of did a little bit of that, but we also yeah. did a little bit of what you do. So basically, so all the drums that you hear on the album are the drums Mark played. In fact, of course, you know Mark, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course we do. Yeah. God, it's a, yeah, it's a small world, isn't it? Um, you just this around the corner. <laughs> oh, really? Give, give him a yeah. shout. Give him a shout and tell, me, give, tell him to give me a bell, will you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do one. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, so so on that album, it's all it's 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 you know, every single drum hit is that kit. Um, yeah. But we, but we kind of you know we we tweaked it slightly and then we we did use um, Pro Tools etc. But I see where um, I see where you're coming from because as soon as I put it on, I was like, it took me it took me straight back to being that sort of. 14 year old kid listening to yeah. to Satan for the first yeah. time you know what I mean yeah I mean the the last the last three albums we sent them over to um, Dario Molo's studio in Italy and um, he mixed them and he put a little bit of treatment on them and like uh, made them sound a little bit more modern but this time we just went straight for the straight off the, the tape you know right okay you've just gone for full on so did you um who do you get to master it? Um, oh, I've got no idea. Yeah. It wouldn't have been special. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like you said, you know, I mean, mastering again, depending on depending on the like the production and you know what you're going for. It, yeah. it really, I mean, Steve Harris doesn't 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 master albums, does he? There's, well, a few, there's a few maiden. Uh, there's a few maiden ones where it's like, nah, we're not going to master it. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one uh, Skylar album we did. Um, we went to New York and had it mastered by Harry Wayne. <laughs> Bloody hell! It still like yeah. <laughs> That's a bit of an extreme, isn't it? Oh yeah, we we, we don't we we're not, yeah we're not doing anything with it. Oh yeah, and then all of a sudden it's mastered by fucking Howie B. That's insane. 
So you I, sort of learn down the line that, that they're not the things that make the album good, you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and over the years you must have had, I don't know, because I, I mean, you know, you came back and you did that, you did that um, uh, one-off festival show, mm. um, and then and then and then there's nothing. I mean, I'm presuming during that period, you were getting offers and saying no, 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 not you know, not interested, and then. When you know 2011 comes around and you you bring the band back together full time, and you've been back yeah. together for over a decade now. So what happened in those intervening years? Do, you know, were you? Not... Does, yeah. ah, right. well, I mean, you had did, uh... you had Skyclad, obviously. We did Wacken in uh, I think it was 2004. Yeah. And when we did Wacken, uh, Sean, our drummer, had a car accident and he couldn't play. So we had um, Phil Brewis, who was playing with um, Blitzkrieg at the time. He filled in. For yeah. Sean, and it was great. You know, he's a great drummer. We know him well, and uh, all of the show went well. But we sort of drew a line up there, right? We've done that, been there, done that now, you know? Yeah. It was kind of like that without Sean. Yeah. And then we got, you're right, we got hassled for the next five years, for six years, whatever it was, until um, Sean wrapped up and said, um, I've been uh, retraining my uh, left foot to play the bass drum, and I think I can play the stuff again. So now we play the bass drum with his opposite foot. And um, we had a rehearsal and went, great, let, let's do that one-off show that um, he keeps hustling up out in Germany. And um, we went to do the show and that was that. And we got the boat back. So. Oh, man, that's that, that's incredible. The, the fact that it came about so sort of naturally... The fact yeah, it was just like, yeah. you know... And without Sean, without Sean, it wasn't going to happen, you know. It was going to be... Full lineup off court, the act on nothing, you know. That's 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 brave all these years later. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how we're still doing it to be honest, but we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 I'm glad you are, and and a lot of people are glad you are because, you know, you you are one of the original names that 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 was around, you know, right at the beginning of this. Um, yeah. And your past, your past must have crossed. I mean, who did you gig with? Because it's like you know, can you can you gig with New Album? Can you gig with Thrash? You know, you must have been you must have been kind of like diving in and out of all sorts of bills. Yeah, we did some funny shows. There. The only tour we did in Europe was with um, Running Wild at one point, but that was with Mick singing. With when Brian was the, the vocalist, we only really played Holland, Belgium, and uh, the UK. Right. Yes. And the reason that we changed everything because the two magazines, Karan and uh, Odd Shop magazine, all in the two big magazines, uh, basically slagged off contact. We were like young kids, you know, so right. and thought, well, we're doing something wrong. We best change, and it's the wrong idea. Oh, man. I tell you, people listening to this who have come to the world um, after the traditional rock press has died. Mm-hmm. Will be amazed at the at the power they had. Yeah, you know? they had. I mean, that was your only outlet, so nobody heard your music unless they they put it in there. You know, so they, they had a lot of power and control over what you did, and especially if you're young and you're impressionable. You know, so that sort of gutted us that um, we put all that effort into that album, and uh, did, people didn't like it. Yeah. But when you're thinking about it, it's actually two people that didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I I say this all the time because I mean, I got I got slated in Kerrang on both our first two albums, and the thing is that now, if you put those albums out, and journalists were like, "Oh, you know, this is crap," they would they just get battered on social media by people telling them they didn't know what they were talking about. Exactly, exactly. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. So now now it's fair. Yes. But, um, in, those, in those days, it was very much uh, suck up to the lip. Yeah. Well, that that's all fair, but we're all fucking skint as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. It really, really is. It is, isn't it? Because it's like you used to, have, you know, there used to be a lot of money in the business. Um, but but like you say, you know, the power of the press and everything, your career's out of your hands. Whereas now, the career is yeah, in. Yeah, kind of, kind of the double-edged sword. For us, because with, uh, I mean, Graham, who played Satan and Skylad, with Skylad, it sort of ruined our careers because we stopped selling records, and that's what we were living off. 
And then Satan was reborn because of the internet. So it was like, wow, it's sort of taken something away and then given us something else. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, that that is, that is that's insane. Yeah, yeah, very very much so. So so that's what that's what kiboshed Skyclad in the end, was it? Yeah, it was like um, you, you know, you're, you're touring, and then you realise when you get older, you don't want to tour all the time, and that you're making your money off records, and when you're not making any money, then you've got to go and make a living somewhere else, and sort of it creeped in and starts pulling things apart a bit. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, uh, put it this way, ultimately, touring is hard enough without, you know, finances being affected. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you remember the old days was uh, you go on tour, use money on tour, and then, but you sell a lot of records to make the money back. Yeah. And now, yeah. like, you start off making no money, but you make money on tour now. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, the only reason we went on tour was to get people to buy records. You yeah, know? to promote the record yeah. so we could make some money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, now, the business yeah. where ticket prices have gone through the roof and people are paying it to see live music because they've got the spare cash because they don't have to buy records anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're all just touring, um, we're all just touring um, our latest fashion show, aren't we? I mean, ultimately, we're all T-shirt sellers, you know, we turn, yeah, we turn up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> like we've, 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 um, we've, we've put a new album out so we, so we can bring our new collection to your town. Please do buy some of these T-shirts while we play this music in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, it is. It's completely mad. And um but you know scenes change. Um there's you know there's definitely more bands around now. Um and I think like you say you know things things are kind of fairer to a certain extent. Um you yeah. know. Yeah. And there's there's also a lot more fan engagement. I mean if you think about it now most most like you know rock and metal websites are are run by fans, basically, very few of them are actually part of any kind of establishment. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you've got, um, well, you've got the ma- you know, you've got the you've got the, the major magazines, um, and other outside of them, you know, most websites. Uh, well, this podcast, for instance. I mean, ultimately, you know, I'm a fan. I might have been doing this seven, eight years, but um, you know, I started doing this because. I, you know, I love music and I wanted to speak to as, as many different musicians as possible. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what you get, you know, that's what that's what you get happening all over the world. Um, yeah. And speaking of which, you've done, uh, speaking of all over the world, um, you've done your fair bit of South America, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, that, that was a crazy thing, you know. I remember for years and years, right through my whole career, getting offered a gig yeah. in South America. You would, never come you, would, you and me both. You yeah. and me both still to this day. It's just crazy. And we had um, an offer for a show in Chile, in Santiago. And I, I did the usual because at the time I was just running the band. We've got a manager now, but that's just the last couple of years. And I was running the show. So I said, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you need? I said, oh, we'll need two grand up front to buy the flights. Ha, 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 ha. And uh, a year before the show, he said, <laughs> "Wow!" It was actually a year before the show. I was like, "Wow, we are actually going to go to South America now because we've got the ticket. We yeah. can fly there now. Yeah. Fly back. That's <laughs> if, that, it's not, if the show's not on, we can just come." That that's insane. <laughs> I mean, I I remember I remember having a conversation with our European agent about three or four years ago. Um, and I was talking to him about South America, and he just said, "Howard, do you know what the problem is with South America?" And I was like, "No." And he goes, "Everybody lies." Yeah, <laughs> it's normally it's a nightmare. But uh, we got in with this guy. Um, he was like again, he was like a fan. He was running his own little label, and um, but he he had some clout behind him with his. Um, he, he actually had this. Um, most bizarre job where he's one of the un- only a handful of people in the world that can run um, a computer mining uh, company, like a, and they employ him to go around the world and uh, sort out computers that run mines. 
Right. <laughs> Fucking hell. He, just, he was like a genius, you know, but yeah. a metal fan, and he just put some of his own money into doing it, and uh, it was a massive success. He put us, he started off um, saying he had to sell 500 tickets to get to break even, so he put it in a hall that held 500 people and had to move the show to a place that held a couple of thousand. Wow, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's just uh, mad stuff. <laughs> but it's, it's, do you know what? It's, it, but it's good to hear when people, you know, when metalers, you know, made a little bit of money. And, um, yeah, he did all right. And then he's, he's continued to do stuff. We did a couple of tours with him and stuff. That's great. Ah, now you see, now you're talking my language. I mean, we've been approached, oh God, I've probably double figures now. And every time you get an email saying, oh, and we've worked with all these bands. And then, you know, our agent comes back about three weeks later and goes, yeah, you know all those bands they've worked with? Yeah, none of them have heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of them. It's just crazy. Yeah. But it's, it, does so my, it, it does my head in that, that, that they send you this email saying, oh, we've done tours with all these bands, and they don't think you're yeah. going to check. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Maybe they got away with that in the early days. Yeah. We, we might meet a couple of people there that are... To do the business well, you know, um, Brazil, and um, I think we're off over there again in December for a couple of years in Brazil. Oh, that is that that must be a hell of a place to play. <laughs> yeah, it's great, you know. I mean, it's great playing anywhere, but uh, the thing about um, Satan coming back like this is um, we've got to play all the places that we thought we weren't going to do, you know. We never thought we we're going to go to Japan. You know, that sort of dreams you have. You're a kid in South America, in North America, and you just dream about it. Think, oh, well, never mind. We've we got to do some shows, you know. And then, you know, at this age, you're doing them all. It's just really strange. I, I, I know exactly what you mean. We played... Um... Yeah, never give up. Never give up on your yeah. dreams. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we played Main Stage Bloodstock last year. Um, played the main Good. stage on a festival. And that's always been a, a goal of mine. Yeah, um, of course. And to do it when it's your first gig out of lockdown, bloody hell. Yeah, that must have been fun. Oh, man, it was, it was almost too much, I can tell you that. <laughs> Brilliant. But, but, but like you say, never give up. There's a great quote, and I, I must find out who said it. I think it was some dude in the Melvins, but he was basically, he just always, his, his kind of uh, advice to all bands is never break up the band. And he's like, no matter, yeah. no matter how bad things get, never break up the band. Because yeah. things can be absolutely terrible, and now there's no band. Mm. You know? And he's like, yeah. that, that's never the answer. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> the abso- worst yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. But, it, I mean, I'm so pleased to hear that as well. That the fact that since you've come back, you're kind of... Do you feel like you're getting your just deserves? You know, you're getting rewarded yeah, for hanging in there I all really those years. Do. I mean, we we had all those years where we were thinking, you know, like maybe what would have happened if we just stuck with the M and carried on? We probably would have been successful, you know, like a lot more successful than we were. And um, to have the second chance to set by the cherry to do that, just crazy, you know. And then that's what we've had. So. Yeah, and it, and it's, it, I mean. Like you say, you know, you can you look back and the frustrations of like you know your early career and all the rest of it and decisions that are made sometimes not even by anyone in the band, but if you like you say if you keep going long enough, it comes full circle. Yeah. And um, presumably, yeah, wiser when you get older. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm enjoying it way more now. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely. Know? I think I think when you put, you know, when 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 you're younger and yeah, you, you obviously your priorities are different and you think you know everything and all the rest of it. But there's there's always yeah. there's always tensions around. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you're trying to get somewhere. You're all trying to make it. You know, when yes. you, when, when you're already trying to make it, you know, you're, yeah. just, you're just having fun. And, and if if it, if it's good and you get paid a few good, excellent. You know, yeah, you're not trying to make it anymore. <laughs> no, you're you're right though because I'd I'd always I, I it's like it was I mean I admit it now and it was a really bad habit but 
I pretty much saw every band as just competition. Mm, yeah, kind of. Yeah, imagine. You know, you know, and, and it's like every other thrash band is 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 you know basically trying to steal your lunch. And and I look yeah. back. I, do you know what I mean? I look back on it now, and I was like, "Yeah, you fucking idiot." Yeah. You know what I mean? It it's was like, a little bit like that in, in the late eighties. It was felt a little bit like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, there's there's always like rivalries, you know, healthy rivalry. Yeah. That's fine, but I mean, I I was just like, you know, I think I'd taken leave of my senses really because it's like, you know, oh, you know, if some if somebody likes that band, you know, they 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 might they might not like our band, they might not buy our record, and it's like that makes yeah. no sense whatsoever. No, because you knew when you were a kid, you were just like all. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. There I am with a record collection that's like you know about three, four hundred albums deep, and, yeah. and and I think, oh yeah, but if they like them, then you know, if they buy that record, they were yeah, just ridiculous. But when you you know, when you're a kid, you're a kid, you know. Yeah, there's no getting around it. There's no getting around. But um, so when you um when you split originally, we was was everybody you know did you did you have that um. Uh, musical differences, rubbish going on, or or anything like that. Yeah. In, in a way, um, we wanted to change direction, and Brian wanted to stick with what we were doing, and uh, that's why we parted company with, company with Brian. You know, we said we we think we're doing something wrong, and he said no, it's great. So he he still believed in it. It's it's really weird, you know, because he joined the band after we formed the band. And he was the one who wanted to keep it together. And uh, in hindsight, we wish we'd listened to him. <laughs> well, and of course, he was the wiser. So there you go. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like I don't know when, especially when it's only one person as well. I mean, we all know what a band's like. You know, yeah. it's 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 about the number of votes. Um, yeah. That's what it's like, yeah. And you can't carry a band on when you've got four people on one page and somebody else on a different one. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and you know, sometimes it's just it's just sad, but that's the way it's got to it go. Was, it was, we never fell out or anything. We never had a single bad word to get with each other, you know? Yeah. And that's why it was so easy to get back together because there was no animosity or anything. It was just, oh, we're going to listen. He was like, good luck, and that was it. Didn't what? Didn't didn't Brian didn't didn't Brian turn round when you all got back together? Didn't turn round and go, oh, you finally come round to my way of fucking thinking then? <laughs> well, you know, he didn't see it, but you can see it on his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but ultimately, he's in the same boat as the rest of you as well. I mean, nothing, you know, you, you know, that's you all went your separate ways anyway. Yeah, I mean, he he continued something that he believed in and put grip let's creep back together, you know, and did that. So. Yeah. You know, we did what everyone does their own thing. You wouldn't change what you did. It molds the rest of your life, you know, but... Uh, well, I, yeah. I, I can definitely... If, we, if it took us back there, we'd probably stick together. Well, I can definitely imagine that there is people listening to this thinking, well, thank fuck you did split up because if you hadn't, there'd have been no sky clad. Well, exactly. So, yeah, it's just it's one of those. So. How, did all, how did all that come about? I mean, I know, I know Martin... Uh, I don't know if he still lives in Newcastle, but he lived in Newcastle when I lived in Newcastle. Was it just? Was yeah, it... he was up here for a while. Um, yeah, he had he had a child. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So he was up here here for a bit, and he went back down to Nottingham. But uh, we we didn't meet him up here. So after we'd met him, we met him uh, in London. Funnily enough, because we said we're living in London. And um, Sabbath needed somewhere to stay when they were recording one of their albums. I think it was the second, first album. First album. Yeah, might have been. Might have been the second right. one, actually. Yeah, it was one of them anyway, but first time. And um, they used, they liked the Pariah album. Andy Sneap liked um, the production of Pariah album, so he wanted to use Roy, who, Roy Rowland, who, who did that album. And uh, they came down to record, and Roy said, "Would you mind putting the guys up, you know, because the budget's not going to be big." And we we put the guys up way lower down recording and got another one. And then I say on the actually, it might, 
might have been the second album because our tour managed them for the second UK tour. Ah, right. Yeah, and uh, so we really got to know each other then as well. When yeah. he split up and we, we, we had moved back to Newcastle and when uh, when they had split up, I just sort of got together in a pub one day and he, he said, do you want to try putting some stuff together? And he gave me a lyric and uh, I wrote one of the songs uh, on the first album from the lyric, yeah, just put the music to it and uh, went on from there. And that was it? You just met in a pub? And do you want to do this? Yeah, all right then. You start jamming, and, yeah. and a band is born. Yeah, it's it's weird because I was working on a building site at the time, and I wasn't at home. And I'd come home for the weekend, and he came round um, on Saturday morning with the lyrics, and uh, it was um, the FA Cup final afternoon, and I wanted to watch the <laughs> cup final, so I, I actually finished the song in about an hour and a half, and then sent it to. Him. Because you wanted to get it finished before the final started. Yeah, it was one of yeah. those. It was so funny. <laughs> like, I wish I could do that every time. I know, yeah, exactly. But it's, it is. It's funny when you look back on things because the thing is, at the time, you know, you know, you've no idea what it's going to lead lead to. At the time, yeah. it's just like, oh fucking hell, I've got to get this thing out of the way, and the cup finals on, and <laughs> yeah. Oh, I said I would do something like this. I'll do something now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those. Oh, why did I fucking say yes to this guy? Do you know what I mean? I've got, like, I've got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it is. And then we, we, we demoed it. We had it. He had to listen to it and he liked it. We demoed it. And uh, after we demoed it, we went, oh, I think we're on to something now. We'll do more songs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, I I remember when um, uh, I remember when Skyclad came out, um, and I was I, you know, sing, singer leaves band and forms other band. I was like you know really interested to see how it, you know to see what it was all about, and then when the fact that it was kind of all based around the northeast because I was I was in the I was living in Newcastle from I think ninety two to ninety four. Ah right, yeah, I would have been around the same time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think I, I was in a band called Strange Thing, and uh, which was a Newcastle band, and we were we'd record demos in Eric and Tony's studio. Ah, yeah, yeah. Bear well, Dawn. Was, was it Bear Dawn? No, that was their management group. Yeah, um, we we must have bumped into each other. We were hanging is, around Elton. Well, this is what I'm thinking. I mean, it's like, yeah. li- and also, if you managed, if you managed. Um, if you tour managed Sky um, uh, Sabbath as well, I'll have definitely yeah. been along to a couple of those shows. So I'm, we must have bumped into each other at some point. Um, yeah, I, I just can't think where. You do so much in your career. I always remember faces, but names are Todd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, always, you, you see someone, you know, I definitely know them. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, oh, I'm, I'm terrible with names. I can't remember names, but... Um, um, uh, did you did you ever have uh, any dealings with um, with Eric? Yeah, he managed uh, Skylight for the first five years. Of course. Well, for listeners, we're talking about Eric Cook, who who I knew very well, um, and of course you knew very well. Who's who's no longer with us, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but um, I I I always had I always had like completely fair dealings with him. Yeah, we did. Yeah, he was great for the band. He, he took us from nothing, you know, and uh, helped us sort the deal out with noise. And um, we went from playing clubs, obviously, to doing big, big tours by uh, the mid nineties. Yeah, and that's all selling like... and stuff, you know. Pretty good, pretty good, good move. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, exactly. I mean, I like I said, I'd I'd all sorts of dealings with him over the years, and he was he was just he was always really really sound. Yeah, but. Um, so um, when you um, when you got a chance to uh, do all those big tours, who'd you go out with? Um, we, we managed to. We did a few tours in uh, Germany. We did um, first big one we did. Well, it was the biggest thing we ever did. Was, uh, we supported Manowar. Wow! So we did twenty five shows in, in the all in um, like arenas. You know, I think the smallest one was five thousand. 
Wow, what was it like supporting the most metal band ever, you bunch of false metalers? <laughs> it was um, a learning experience, yeah. yeah. We, were, we were getting on the bus and um, the groupies had the, their own uh, dressing room. <laughs> I, I, I love the fact that I love I love the fact that you give it the political answer. Do you know what I mean? like, uh, yes, there was some um, some interesting experiences. <laughs> yeah, it was good fun. I know. Uh, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, so what's the um, what's the what's the northeast scene like at the moment? Um, I don't really um, know what's going on. Fair point. I'm so bad now that I've missed out on stuff that I really like. Uh, well, in um, during COVID, like uh, going on your daily walks and stuff, you know, like um, I've got Amazon Music, whatever it is, and you know how it uh, puts a logarithm in and then plays music that it thinks you like based on what you listen to. Yeah. And um, this track came on, walking along with my headphones in, and a track came on by. Uh, by Haken. Oh, yeah. awesome. Never heard them, you know. Yeah. In the old days, I would have known exactly who they were, but I'd never heard them before. And um, the Cockroach King came on, and I was like, what the hell is this? It's great. Yeah. And, of course, I come home, I have a look on the internet, and I find out they've got five albums out, and I've, I hadn't even heard the band. So I'm a bit out of touch compared to what I used to be like when I was younger, but... Um, but but funnily enough, one of those albums that you found in COVID is the same album I found, which is a concept album called Virus About a Virus. Yeah, yeah, Virus About a Virus, yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> Insane, man. That was, that, yeah. that, that's how I just... They wrote it before it happened. It was crazy. I know. And then they brought the album out while it was going on. It was really good. That... It absolutely, <laughs> and I had I had tickets I had tickets booked to see them in February, but um but the dates got pulled. But I've I've still got the tickets, wow. and that's Brilliant. that's how much I like them. I bought tickets. Wow, I would love to go and see them. Yeah. So I out you know. Uh, oh, keep yeah, keep it, an eye out. Every now and then something like pops out, and I that couldn't stop playing it. Great. Well, that well that, the influences that they have from all the old prog rock and then the new yeah. prog rock and so fantastic. Well, well, virus the most the the most recent album and the album it links to the previous album, um, uh, they were playing both those in their entirety. Um, wow. Yeah, I know exactly. So that's that's why I was all over it. But um, I'm definitely going to get to see them. But because I, I I worked backwards, you got into the Cockroach King, whereas I got I. I heard the new album first and then, and then went backwards. But it was so weird that I discovered this band. You know, it was written an album called Virus. And I'm discovering it in lockdown. I was like, this is, it really properly did my head in. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things I really enjoyed about uh, the lockdown and that because I used to listen to music so much and then your life takes over in work and everything else and family and everything. And you, now it's like a, a, a guilty pleasure now to be able to sit down and listen to music for a couple of hours. Yeah. And uh, I just found that I was doing a lot of that and uh, it was really great because I remembered when I had the time to do that. Yeah, and, and I think we're all, we're getting to that stage now, aren't we, where it's actually, it's okay to say what I liked about lockdown because if you'd said that like six months ago, <laughs> you, you know, yeah. people would get you sectioned. <laughs> Well, there was plenty I didn't like about it as well. Yeah. And then he went insane at one point because we weren't gigging at all. But, uh, well, we yeah. we put our first album out for 29 years and 2020 was the year of the fucking world tour. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like, well, you know, shit happens, doesn't it? Shit happens. We had, with um, Satan, we um, finished Cool Magic. And um, we toured a little bit of it the year before, but um, the American tour was booked for the, that April. And uh, we paid our three grand for the um, visas, for the work permits to go. Yeah. And on Wednesday, we went down for the festival to pick up the visas. And the, and do the you have to do it at the embassy in London. And uh, we came back, and the next day, Boris announced lockdown. Oh, man. <laughs> We just paid three grand for some visas. 
to go to the States and that was just throw it to the we're going to get that back, you know. It was yeah. A nightmare. Yeah. Do you know what happened to everybody? I, I, I spoke to um, Andres Kisser from Sepultura and they had mm. virtually the identical same experience. They were literally, it was like two days and they were due to leave and start the tour. <laughs> yeah. All rehearsals done, everything's packed, visas, the lot. And then it yeah. just all disappeared. <laughs> it's a shock. It's a really, it, 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 it hit us all, man. Hit us all. Um, yeah. Well, look, I've I've got um I've got um uh, uh, some listener questions here. Um, huh? If you've got a couple of minutes, these are these are both from um, subscriber to the show and Patreon, Paul Hutchings. Um, really good uh, questions here. So his first question is: Really enjoyed the latest album, um, Earth Infernal. I think it's one of your best. The Nawaban movement is viewed with a lot of lot of nostalgia now. As a band that was mm. part of it. How much were you actually aware of it at the time, and did it influence any of your decisions in Satan? Um, well, yeah, of course, yeah, we were a big part of it. Um, all the bands up in the northeast, like Raven and Tyson Dog, and other bands, they were they were our friends, you know. Um, obviously, I remember going to see, uh, Blitzkrieg and Brad before he joined uh, Satan, and um, that's all. It was a massive community in Newcastle, and just it used to be. Any band that turned up, they were playing the city hall. Um, we would we would queue overnight for tickets, and we'd get to know people in in these queues and stuff. It was a really great time, um, and obviously that that completely influenced us to be in a band to start with, and, and to do what we did. Now uh, it was a very important time for us. Yeah, that's that, that's awesome, man. That's awesome, and. Um... Following, he says, you've had a very stable lineup since reforming in 2011. Is that a sign of maturity and, and the lack of those early tensions? Um, it's kind of um, unfinished business, you know. We sort of knew um, as soon as we'd split up the wrong thing and then we went, we did an album that's playing through and then we went back to being Satan again, only to have a lot of Christians turn up at the shows in Germany. And then we we got a little bit sick of that, and you know, Christians trying to stop people coming in the band Satan and all this, and so we changed our name again to Briar, and that's why the name changes happened. Right. But uh, you know, we knew after the the Blind Fury album that we uh, this is not where we should, go. we should go back to what we were doing. So really, getting the original line back together in 2011, that was just total business. But it, but it's, we, don't, it's, we don't seem to stop coming up with new ideas or anything either, so it's, it's honestly it's stopping until one of us croaks it or something. <laughs> that, that is exactly when to, to, to quit, that is exactly when to break the band up. When, you know, when one of you can't do it anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, as long as you're doing it until you can't quit, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's like someone said, "Oh, you know, where, when are you, you know, do you have an do you have an idea of when you know you, you want to quit?" I was like, <laughs> the, uh, "Yeah, no, the, the, you, you get retired. Yeah, you get yeah, retired. Yeah. You don't retire. You get retired." Yeah, that's what love. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, look, Steve, I can't thank you enough um, for your time. Really, really appreciate it, mate. Um, oh, and nice. and look, good luck in South America. I hope it all goes smoothly. Um, enjoy the road and I'll see you out on the road somewhere yeah definitely yeah we'll have a beer nice one alright mate cheers man take care dude see you later man cheers bye bye and there you have our interview I mean interview chat we just chatted and chatted as you heard because I don't need to tell you that because you, you were listening you, you literally just heard it didn't you Oh. Just another another point that I want to make about fucking podcasts. When people do their podcast interview with somebody, and then they and then they talk about it afterwards and break down and recap it and go, oh, but what about this? And what it's like, let people fucking listen to it and make their own minds up. Don't tell them how much they enjoyed it. Don't point things out and you know what they mean with your super incredible fucking insight when you don't actually have any. I'm talking about one podcast in particular here, um, and yeah, just bollocks, isn't it? Also, um, 
In in podcasts gone by, I did mention that the Kermode and Mayo film podcast was um, uh, was finishing. Of course, I was wrong. It has gone off the BBC and is now called The Take. Funnily enough, Peter Crouch has left the BBC and his podcast is um, independent as well now. So, um, fuck you, BBC! Um, all those people who decided to go away and, yeah, make some actual money out of their podcast instead of the peanuts that the BBC give them. And fair play to that. That's what I say. Um, so, this is the end of the podcast. This is the waffly, waffly kind of ending bitty here. Um, and this is dropping in a little bit late. Um, I've been really, really busy with um, comedy this month um, and last month. The gigs are rolling in and it really has... Yeah, it's just it's just got really busy. But sorry about that. Um, I will be I will pay more attention. You will have fabulous interviews coming up. There's going to be loads of people that you want to hear that you want to listen to. Please do share the podcast. Yada yada. I mean, just look if you're if you're a listener of podcasts, you know all that shit they say on all the other podcasts about share it, blah blah, subscribe here. That I mean, they're not bullshitting you. We're all in the same boat. You guys are my marketing team. <laughs> Yeah, it would be really nice to get the figures up. If there's anyone that you know who doesn't listen or you think should be listening, then get them listening. Now, if you want to get somebody to listen to the podcast who's never listened to it before, why don't you say, have a listen to the current episode, this one, right? And go in and listen from one hour and seven minutes. It's it's quite close to the end, but go in and listen from there. Hello, you twat! Why haven't you fucking been listening? Hey? Why haven't why is it why is it taking you this long to come and have a listen to my podcast? Right? There's loads of people been listening since the very beginning. What time do you call this? Late is what it's called. People like you you fucking hold everything up. You're late to the party. You're late dropping the kids off. You're late going to the doctors. You know, you're late here. You're late. But you're here. I suppose I should be grateful, but I'm fucking not until you get more people here. Okay, Mr. New Guy or Mrs. New Woman, please go out and get me some more subscribers. You only just got here. In fact, you've come in at one minute seven. You've not even listened to this episode. You don't even know if this podcast is any good. So, about time you found out. Get back to the fucking beginning and have a listen. So, there you go. We've got a nice little section starting at one minute seven that you can tell people to go and listen to, and I'll just have a go at them. That's not really going to work. That's not really going to work, is it? But fuck it, eh? Why not? Let's have a laugh. Because that's what life is all about. Having a laugh. Speaking of which, have lots of laughs. And I'll see you next time on Talking Bollocks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I love doing this podcast. <laughs> Do you need a final word from me? No, I don't. I said don't fucking butt in again. I didn't. I know. I'm just saying. I didn't butt in, though. You did then, didn't you, you fucking dick? Fucking Satan.